re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am your one of your hosts, one third of our tra- trio, uh, Armand. Uh, I am one of my vegan chorizo poppy, founder of Ball Nigga Ballers. Um, I am the seventh elimination chamber participant. Giving y'all a little spoiler now, they are going to add someone to the match. It is going to be me. I have no goal other than eliminating Bobby Lashley. I don't need the title. I just need to get him out of here, get his road to WrestleMania on to something else because we don't need him anywhere near that title anymore. Now, before we get into, um, before our, our, our second, uh, another one of our trio gets into his immaculate intro, it's great to have him back. And, you know, I think his, uh, his brief journey to AEW, uh, I, I don't think it was fulfilling enough so much like Cody Rhodes, he has come back to join us. CeCe, how you feeling, man? You know what I mean? I got my black girl, my neck tattoo. I'm out here. What's yes, good? Sir. It's CeCe, <laughs> the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. Every phrase I say is a gem like an amethyst. Yeah! You see that nigga over there? Put that nigga next to me real quick. Go ahead. Go grab that nigga. Go get him. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, go grab him. All right, well, how you doing, man? <clears throat> you see those girls over there? They're looking at you like, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Check, check. Where my nigga change? What's good? What's good? Reporting live from the mid-cars, leader of the mid-car mafia. Chan. Um, I've said it before. I've said it many times. There are some certainties in life. Death, taxes, and Dolph. You see my boy pull a double duty this week? Two shows, TV time. I'm just saying, man. It's a lot of wrestlers, man. A lot of me as much TV time as Dolph. I'm just talking about numbers, bro. Men lie, it's women Dolph. lie. Numbers don't lie, bro. It's Dolph. RIP, bro. It's Dolph, bro. He's getting, getting to get his swing right now. I'm happy to see my boy. You know, just getting TV time like he always does. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing about Dolph is he's going to stay present on our TVs, whether we like it or not. Run from it, but <laughs> Dolph, Dolph will always be present. Uh, we got to plug our Patreon, the A Show RNC. Of course, you can tap in to bonus content from the A Show, from the War Report. Legendary Run Episode 2 is out, talking about Batista's 2005 run. Great episode. Uh, from Justin and Cyrus. They're doing their thing, so make sure y'all tap into that. Spot callers, of course. The uh, X8 Diaries from Meals is coming very, very soon. We got some fun questions on the Patreon for y'all to answer. There's a lot of engagement. So if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, what are you waiting for? We told you if we get 200 subscribers, the rewriters are going to do something special. We have not figured out what that is yet. I really just want to get into a triple threat street fight with, with CC and Chan, to be honest. Like, 
I really think that they they couldn't handle it. It might as well be a handicap match. So I think that we are going to, I was going to say simulate, but in real life, I'm pulling up, I'm coming down to Florida, hitting CC with a sledgehammer, I'm flying to Ohio, I'm hitting Chan with a jackhammer, and yeah, we just, you know, we're going to get it popping. So I'm pulling that Brock angle, bro. I'm laying on the table all match. <laughs> just put a table on me, get, get 20, I'll get up, a couple of fives, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, let's jump into this pre-write. So actually, I, I want to start with you, Chan. I mean, this has to be an, a very exciting time for Midcard Mafia because one of your own has will more than likely be making his return to WWE. It, it's to some say it's already done, some say it's rumored, but he he, he left AEW, and I just want to say I told y'all niggas that AEW was just gonna collapse. But uh, Chan, how, how you feeling as Midcard Mafia has been bolstered by yet another perennial Midcarder? I just feel like what what don't people understand about money? Mm-hmm. So this shit, this this shit that like y'all care about wrestlers, this is their job, bro. They're trying to maximize their income. It's always been about that. So I don't know why people are surprised that like there was never going to be a world where every single person who joined AEW was just going to die on the cross of AEW and just not not get paid, bro. AEW is a wrestling company just like everybody else. It is kind of funny that one of the founders left. Like, that's that's hilarious. It'd be like if, you know, I don't know, fucking Mace was like, yeah, I'm over bad boy. I'm going to go join Death Row. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> that, of all people, that's kind of funny. But it, it's like I do think, as I said last week, I think he heard me when I said that the Miz and Maurice are the greatest mixed tag team of all time. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did hear that, and he, he accepted the challenge, which I respect. I love a mixed tag. So, and, you know, and, and, and he's taking it literally because they are mixed. A mixed they couple. are mixed. They are super mixed. <laughs> the next level. They might be the greatest mixed tag of all time. Double Auntie Andre. <laughs> I will say, though, before I get off, Brandy, I'm about to lead a promo at the house, bro. We do not do that over here mm-hmm. on Peacock, bro. We do not do that. There's real black girls on Peacock. Yeah, on we Fox. do. We on do USA, not, no black belt, black bitch. We do, we do not do that on live television. I am Bro, so sorry, mom. Like we do, cut that. Just out. imagine, imagine her calling Bianca Belair a fucking heifer. Just imagine that. Imagine Insane. it. <laughs> Insane. So I just, I just, I really want the best for you, Brandy, because I do like you. Seem like a very like nice person, like you know, good business mind. But like, you just leave, just leave some of that. The the Medea promos just the <laughs> <laughs> nigga called it the Medea promos. It sound like sound like some Tyler Perry shit. Like Tyler Perry was Now did I start wrestling? When she come on Raw talking about hello, now you going you have to put your foot in your mouth. Hey man, they got a TBS championship. Be mm-hmm. be on Jay Cargill on Meet the Browns. I'm mm-hmm. one step away. <laughs> <laughs> CC, what what you got for the pre write, my guy? Uh man. It's time to rock the boat. I'm doing this all episodes. So if you're not really here for this, um, it's probably your time to stick around and enjoy the pain. Um, be a masochist for once, you know, stop being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of rock the boat, it's time. I'm making a bold ass prediction right here, right now. What day is it? February 15th, Vengeance Day, NXT 2.0. But also the day that CC predicted that Aaliyah will become the next leader of the women's 
division. Oh shit, what? That don't make <laughs> oh, no my sense. Gosh. Yeah, I know, nigga. I know, I know, I can tell. But here's the thing. I've been watching Aaliyah uh, for these last couple weeks. There's one thing that stood out every single time. She's got some work to do on her timing for the moves. I caught her a couple times waiting for Natty or something like that to to do her moves. She's also, you know, obviously can hit the gym a little bit more or whatever, you know, eat, you know, pack on the pounds or whatever. If she wanted to like be muscly or whatever, whatnot, she's got some work to do. All of that shit is fixable. You know what you can't teach it. You can't teach it. And one thing that I saw from this girl as I'm watching her is um, she really has this ability to communicate the story that she's telling in the ring to the crowd. And the way that she does it is not on a level of a lot of people favorites and stuff like that. It's on the level of the kids of exactly who they're trying to sell to. That's is this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. I was watching her and I'm looking at her and I'm like, yo. This girl is like she knows how to do the do the storytelling uh, with her partner in the ring the same way. And I'm not saying like she's on this level yet or whatever, but just in the same vein and the same kind of themes as like John Cena to where and like the Hulk Hogan to where it's very like, what? What's going on? What? You know, where it's like you're kind of overacting a little bit, but it's the right amount of overacting if you're a kid or whatever. Um, but the other thing about it is I can, the other thing about it is I can see her getting like her shit together on the mic, um, over as time goes. So like with that personality, if she can inject more of that, inject more of that, and then work on what she's got on the side, I see her becoming a very, very, very important part. Cause you have to remember, like Channing said, this is a job. This is a business. And in business, you try to sell your best products. How do you determine what the best product is? Sometimes it's straight up talent and how it performs. Sometimes it's how the people react to it. And other times it's how that shit looks. We got to acknowledge the fact that this nigga bad as hell. <laughs> like Aaliyah bad as shit. You're like fine, that's just man. the thing. <laughs> Natty right? fine too, but Aaliyah really. So fine. yeah, so like you, you take this and you, shout out to Toronto, you take this and you pair that up with the personality and shit like that, I'm already seeing it. If I want to sell some t-shirts, as soon as I saw her in a 317, I was like, I know that's not really going to do numbers like that, but the minute I saw her on it, I was like, that's a model. I can use her to model shit. And that's what niggas is, is not getting about this business. It's a fucking business. They trying to get shit off. When I watched SmackDown on Friday, you know what the first shot I saw was? A kid holding his Universal Championship built up in a crowd that you can go get on WWE.com. And this is not cheap. Man, them shit is not cheap, boy. <laughs> yeah. This shit is expensive. So, so yeah, I see her. Um, I see her becoming a. I don't know about the leader, but I see her becoming a leader in the women's division for the simple fact that she is very, very good for business. And y'all gonna see how good she is for business coming in the future. I'm telling you, I can see that shit. I know money. That's money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've liked what she's doing too. Um, I definitely agree with your critique. She can improve, but she's just got something. It's it's compelling TV. She's just like, she's like a weird, quirky person, but I don't know. I like it, especially at the expense of Natty, which, which is why I was, I was kind of like, damn, they really made her tap out to Natty, but she got three booth wins off. Actually, she it's weird. She pinned her first and yeah. then she won by count out. Set a record. And then she won by DQ. And then she taps out in their dungeon stuff. I mean, I, it makes sense. Like, Natty losing four times in a row to Tyson Kidd wouldn't let that happen. So I completely understand. But to, to get the pin first and then win off of some 
DQs and technicalities and only to tap out. It's like, all right, whatever. But I think she's going to be fine. I completely agree. Like, I've, I like everything she's doing. And it's it's a fresh face in the women's division, which they need, especially SmackDown's women's division, which is super lacking right now. Like, even the top of it, like, Ronda's there now, which is awesome. I love But Charlotte, I'm, 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 I'm over it. Like, Charlotte's character hasn't evolved. Her promos, you know what she's going to say. You know what she's going to do. It's it's just not interesting to me. So uh, Aaliyah coming up is great for the division. So I completely she does agree. it so well. Charlotte, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Know. It's just kind of like it's kind of like when your girl makes a really good meal and then you tell her she makes a really good meal, so she keeps making that same meal over and over and over. It, <laughs> it, it doesn't stop being good, but it's like, yo, you, you ain't got nothing else in the tuck. Like, uh, I see what you're saying, but that that analogy, it will be like. If she always always made pizza and her father invented pizza, so it's like, yeah, I get it, but I kind of get why you always make pizza because, right. like, your dad is like really integral to pizza. I think her character needs to take a turn. Um, because I see what you're saying, Armand, and I do see what you're saying, Channing. Like, the formula always is there. Like, when as soon as she comes out to talk, I'm like, this is not gonna go terrible. Like, I'm not worried about this. But um, when I like when she made when she said, like, my belt is prettier than baby, that shit felt so flat with me. I was like, yeah. uh, all right, that's a weird thing to say, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, getting into one of the free ride questions. I think she should um, partner with Rhea Ripley. I think they can both use each other, kind of like what they did with Nikki, but instead of, like, the comedic thing being Nikki being small and, like, Rhea being a straight man, I think having Charlotte being, like, the pretty perfect older sister and Rhea being, like, the younger bad sister, but they, like, are also kind of, like, the mega powers because, like, nobody can really fuck with them. Mm-hmm. I think the women's tag division could sort of use that, and I think it would give them something interesting to do because the thing with Charlotte is, like, even when she, like, has you know i mean this is kayfabe and depends how much real life you want to get into it when she has partnerships and like friendships they fall like truly fall apart and so it's like she needs like for her like baby face character to have something and i think Rhea could give her that while also giving Rhea something compelling to do besides like just eating pins from bianca which you know i'm never against bianca getting a win but it's like at certain points like you don't want to always be little sis to bianca mm. yeah that, that, that'd be interesting yeah um quickly for my pre-write so we've seen these segments on raw for the last like month or two alexa bliss in therapy and we've seen her character slowly revert back to who she is now and it culminated this past monday with her having her final therapy session and her therapist telling her oh lily is, is still in there like you know keep lily with you and then she walks out and she says Oh, there's an Elimination Chamber match happening Saturday. I'm going to enter it. And I just felt like that was the most underwhelming reveal for who the final competitor was going to be. And I mean, maybe that's because we were all speculating, you know, maybe it's Bailey, maybe it's Asuka, maybe it's Lacey Evans, like who, maybe it's Beth Phoenix. And I'm I, I'm I'm a big fan of, of Alexa Bliss. I've become a big fan over, over the years. I really liked her fiend, little fiendess character. And I, I like her character when she's, you know, normal, just being, being a bitch to people. But I don't know. I just felt like they could have done more with that. Like, have her come out after Bianca wins, and like have her be and have her beat Bianca to to get the sixth spot. Because now it's also calling into question like Bianca winning the gauntlet match to get the final entry. Like, is is she for sure gonna win? Like, I think we all feel like the Becky Bianca is the, the direction for the chamber. But I I think it would have been a really good look to have Bianca 
start the match and then run through the competition rather than coming in last. Like if, if she comes in last and pins everybody, then that's still really good. But I feel like for a baby face, you know, it's, it's gotta be a little bit more adversity than that. So I that, feel like the ahead. only reason they won't do that is because I was, since you had the elimination chamber session, I was looking at them and Shayna did that like two years ago. She didn't come in first though. She came in like third, but, I think, but she eliminated everyone. Right. And it's like, I think that you, that was like two, that was like literally like two chambers ago. And I think you can't have like a similar storyline. I think that's only, like, to your point, it's the same thing with like the Royal Rumble. Starting earlier always is a better story than coming in at 30 and winning. Yeah. But if you just had someone like win, if coming from two, you can't like run that back so frequently. I feel like it must have been there thinking because what you're saying is completely right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah, with, with Alexa, I feel like she was, she was over, over before she took her break. Like she was super over. So even if you want to move away from the fiendess character, like who, who was she before that? She, she, she was a baby face with Nikki, but the character that I think people know her as the most is that like bitchy blonde girl. So, so you have her come out and screw Bianca, get the final entry and kind of create that doubt. Like, yo, are they going to run Becky bliss at mania and then have Bianca pin her in the chamber? Like, I don't know. I feel like that would have been a lot cooler, but yeah, it, it was just a really like, it was, it was a really odd fumble like i feel like they could have done so much more with that i'm interested to see how she does in the match she she hasn't wrestled in months um but yeah um i what is the charlotte that was last time she wrestled when she wrestled yeah yeah it was charlotte at extreme rules and then she like had that spaz attack after the match and then she went away Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like more could have been done with that. And perhaps it's, it's our expectations, our speculation of who we thought it could be, but I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. It just could have been handled a lot better. Definitely. So that's, that's really it. Also, I think there's something to like all of the Saudi Arabian shows always feel a little thrown together. Like it's always like, oh, we're just throwing this together. Like even like the tag match with like Rhonda and Naomi and like Sonia and Charlotte's like, I get why we're having this match, but like it feels like you just decided this last week and then like made it happen. And I feel like this is the Lex thing where it's like I get why she's in the chamber, but it feels like you decided that like this episode and tied it in through the therapy thing. Yeah, the the there was like news of the match potentially happening that came out earlier this week, but I think Saudi Prince made that call like, "Yo, Ronda's back." Yeah, but we got to get her I in need something. That. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you, I need that. Yeah, you know, Ronda's not going to do a, a singles match before her main main event singles match. It's like, all right, let's let's toss yeah. Na- Na- Naomi in there. I'm happy. That's a great look for Naomi. Yeah, it's not turning on a bag. Great, either. She's not right. turning on no money either. <laughs> Absolutely not. Great look for Sonya. It'll be good to see Sonya kind of in yep. more of an in in ring capacity because. I, I liked the the WWE official character, and it's kind of gotten flat with me, especially throughout this Naomi storyline. It's been pretty long, so it, it, racist. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just tried to avoid that, but it's it, it's, it's only felt, natural. It's, it's it's felt a bit weird at times. Like, why is she picking her already? Yet? Like, yeah, yeah. Especially because like, there's been nothing. There's been no specific motivation that's been provided <laughs> as to why she's doing this. She's just picking on her, like. There's been allusions to jealousy, but overall, it just seems like literally the moment Naomi came to SmackDown, Sony was on her ass. It's like, why? why? Like, there, there's so <laughs> many. There, there's people who have been here longer that that you can. Mandy bother. Rose put you out of the company. Like, go yeah. see her. Like, go yeah. talk to her. Yeah, you could go down to, to NXT. NXT yeah. and it needs a GM right now. William Regal not there. Like, come on. Literally. Dude. Whoa, whoa. Talk about a rewrite. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, um, well, what was the point I was gonna make? Like, 
SmackDown didn't necessarily need her. Like, it was cool to have her as a foil for for, for Adam Pierce, but uh, I don't know. It, it, like the, the way they introduced her was really random. Like it it, it just kind of happened, and we just kind of had to like accept. They show they showed her like walking around for like a couple weeks in the background. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, so I guess she is back here, and then she mm-hmm. starts like bossing people around. Like, yeah, making decisions like oh, sure. All right, <laughs> Or is she like, and then it was like, is she just like the women's GM? Like, or like, what is she exactly? It was, it was odd at first. She trying to hit, bro. (laughs) This is, it's very simple. It goes back to preschool or whatever. When it's like, why does girl keep hitting me? She trying to smack. I think that's the storyline. Boom. They going to have Sonya. Was Jimmy, 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 is that? Yeah, and then here's the thing. When's the last time we got like uh uh oh yeah, because didn't didn't Jimmy last time they ran it, uh Jimmy was getting caught up with wasn't it Mandy? Mandy, yeah, yeah, right. And then Naomi. So boom, they're gonna flip it the other way, and now (laughs) Naomi gonna get caught up with Sonya, whatever. Jimmy gonna be like, "What's going on?" But instead, Mm. Jimmy gonna be like, "I mean, what's going on?" What's really funny though is that if it was 1997, this would literally be happening. Like that is exactly what Vince would have put on television. It's like here's the thing. Goddamn right. I would. I'm I've been watching 1998, 1999. I'm about to get into 2000 WWE, uh, you know WWE or whatever. Um, the thing that I just won't discount is Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon. I'm so sorry, but he is who Morning. he is. Yeah. I'm never going to let anything go past that. I know he has a multi-billion dollar company run and stuff like that or whatever. Like they made almost, I think it, it was almost two bill last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, you know, you got a boardroom that's never going to let certain shit fly and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know. Why not? <laughs> it was, you think about it and we didn't let it go. After this, but you think about it, there were a lot of storylines about Vince getting some pussy. Like it was yeah. like, there was like, so, a, like too a, much. A lot of storylines. Like as a and kid, his wife you don't really right think there. about it. Yeah. His actual wife was involved. It was like, you think looking back, I'm like, yeah, he was like, he was dealing with Trish Stratus a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Stable. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it was like, yeah. like, he wrote himself into that a lot. Like they literally, and, and it felt so real when you're young. It's like, yo, they really yeah. play, they played out what could have been real marital issues on TV for our entertainment. Like, I uh, really thought he was having sex with Trish Stratus. I, I legitimately thought that. Genuinely. genuinely. Uh, let's jump into this free ride, though. So we got news that WWE is in talks with Stone Cold Steve Austin to return at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. Um, immediately when I got that news, I thought they're going to go stunner versus stunner because KO has been talking about how much he hates Texas and all this stuff. And who's going to come out and defend Texas? It's not going to be Mark Henry. It's not going to be Booker T. It's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the most popular, the most popular Texan within the WWE. So thoughts on Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to the ring for the first time in like almost 20 years, I think 20 years and how, how that match with KO would go. And if he were to stick around. Who would you have him face next and where? So here's the thing. One, I've been feeling this shit in my bones for a year and a half. It was something about, I don't know when I saw it, but there was like one time I like saw Stone Cold and he was either talking about the business or like working with someone, no, no, talking to someone in the business um, about something. And there was like this look in his eye when they were talking about being in the ring. I was like, 
this nigga want to wrestle. <laughs> like, I just looked at him. I'm like, yo, this nigga really want to wrestle. I can see it or whatever. And he over there looking at Rock, who's still in shape like a motherfucker and could come back and do this shit at any time or whatever. And niggas got pride. When you at the top like that, you you just, like, niggas who make it to that level just have a certain ego or whatever. There's no way he doesn't feel like, all right, I'm watching this nigga go crazy. Like, how can I not go crazy? And he has to know that, I mean, this is not a secret. We all know that at some point in the next like two years, The Rock is about to make his return. Like with Roman going crazy like he is, we all know that The Rock about to do something, whatever. So Stone Cold probably like, you know, feeling that too. Like, we're you know, let me see if I can do it. So I like it. Um, I think that here's the thing, though. I think both for the KO match and for if he is to come back, this is how it's going to go. He is squash match shouty. Like that's that's Stone Cold. You remember the, like the you know that video of um that everybody always circulates of like every popular wrestler from our childhood coming out to the ring or whatever, and then he yes. comes out last and stunners everybody. That's literally what he's gonna be there to do. Plus, like do some GM shit. So it's gonna be like stunnering niggas and then doing GM shit in a mix or whatever. Like blah blah blah. That's where I could see him. That's where I would put him to be honest. Stone Cold as a GM is fucking amazing. Like yeah. yes. That, that would be great, especially because, like, I, I loved when SmackDown had their own GM and Raw had their own GM. And now we got Adam Pierce and Sonya on both shows. And it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Like, if it's split, keep, keep it split. So Stone Cold, Stone Cold on Raw, Adam Pierce on SmackDown, that's cool. And plus, plus they're, they're both bald, bald, bald white men ballers. I, I wasn't going to call them, you know, they, they ain't part of the, 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 the you know, the, the black nation. But, you know, they, they both bald. I, I could see some fun stuff happening because Adam Pierce is like, he, he's bossed up a little bit as a GM lately, but he's still real timid and stuff. So, like, Stone Cold bullying him would just be amazing, to be honest. Like, Bro, this is what I'm saying. Like, think about this. Like. What if, like, whether or not they own two shows or whatever, like, think about Stone Cold talking to Adam Pierce for the first time. Stone, like, Adam Pierce is like, Stone Cold, it's an honor to work with you. What? You know, I just <laughs> want to say that. What? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? That would be so fire. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. I, Go ahead. I'm of two minds. I think part of me is, like, if the medical science has improved and he can wrestle, I think you know he should wrestle. That's I, I I don't think that's the case personally. I think I don't think he's strong enough to wrestle. When I saw it, I know a lot of people said to match, but in my mind, I was like, oh, he's gonna be like special guest referee for Roman's match. Like that's what that's my where my mind first went to. It was like, oh, this is gonna get so out of control because they bring him in for shit like that that they're gonna need a special guest referee and it'll be Stone Cold Steve. Wasn't he the one for Goldberg? Brock Goldberg Lester? Brock, yeah, WrestleMania special- twenty. So something like I that's what I thought it would be. Like I could see maybe a match with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is obviously a great worker, like someone like Rollins who could like keep him safe. There's also like if you really want to like put your nuts on the table, like eventually wants to go crazy, he could have him face the rock, like which would really like you would need more than I think we have the runway to promote a match like that. I think you would literally want to do that from like the summertime, like all year basically. Yeah. And so that's you could like really do something like that or Triple H or whatever. But I that's what I think. I, I think it'll be much more of like either a special guest referee type of spot or like coming out and like being helping someone out type of spot. You know, like maybe Randy Orr is getting jumped by fucking Braun Breaker or something. I don't know. And then Stone Cold helps him out as like you know, old guy helping out a young guy type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that, that's that's where I saw it going. Like, I like people getting up in arms about it as if, like, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin is about to like have an Iron Man match against Big E. Like, what <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, are you yeah. are you serious? Like, what what like what could you possibly be upset about? You think Stone Cold Steve Austin is about to come out here wrestling in a Gauntlet match for the Intercontinental Title, bro? Like, what are you talking about, dog? Like, <laughs> you anything he does, like like CZ said, is going to be minimal. Even at his peak of wrestling, he wasn't like you know wrestling like Seth Rollins. Like, he's not doing that, bro. You think yeah. you think. You think Stone Cold is also gonna go out there and try to hit a Canadian destroyer, bro? Like, no, he's not gonna do that. Like, I don't know what you're upset. Like, he's he's not dumb either. Like, yes, I understand that like he's older and like it, it does shatter the illusion of like him being what you thought he was when you were younger, but like it'll be fine. Like, it'll yeah. be cool. It's Stone Cold yeah. Austin. Like, let's take a step back and breathe. Final free ride. So the thought is Bobby Lashley is going to lose the WWE title in the upcoming Elimination Chamber match. So being that he has been put on such a pedestal over the last two years now, they go, they're going to be having, they're going to have him do something at WrestleMania. What is that something? Speaking into my, the second half of my Stone Cold idea, I actually think that match will be a triple threat match. I think it'll be Brock V, Lashley V, Roman. And then it'll be getting so crazy where they'll be like, hey, like we need somebody to come and keep the peace. Glass breaks. It's in Dallas, and literally, it's like pandemonium. And I think that'll be what. Because I think I think the lead up to the match, because you don't want them to actually really wrestle that much, is just that like they cannot like keep their hands off each other. Like they're always like fighting. Especially Lashley, he's always like he's going through half the SmackDown roster. And he's like, I will face anyone you want me to face to get into this Brock and Roman match. Like I will do anything, and he'll have to go through some like one-on-eight match to join SmackDown's roster, and he'll do that, and then he'll get like do another way to get his way into the match. Like, I think that's where they're going with that for sure. Mm. I think that's interesting because it kind of it kind of uh, reminds me of two different situations. It, obviously, he's not Daniel Bryan because he's not a small white guy who has to, you know, who goes through a lot of adversity, but it'll, <laughs> it'll be kind of like a guy sneaking into a match that he wasn't initially planned to be in. And Daniel Bryan's done that twice. Very Daniel um, Bryan, yeah. <laughs> within like the last decade. But then the other thing is, if you were to be in the Roman Brock match and it's still two titles up for grabs, it would be similar to the winners take all match at WrestleMania 35 with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey. So I'd be interested if they would want to run that back. Obviously. Oh, no. I think it's losing. I think both of them are losing the Elimination mm, Chamber. Okay. Oh, I think AJ right. Styles is, I think AJ Styles is winning the Elimination Chamber. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the elimination chamber is the perfect way to pivot with everyone still looking good. You can like yes. have enough chicanery. Like I think Roman is like not going to be in Saudi Arabia because of like the travel and shit. No, no, I think he's, that, he's he's facing Goldberg. I'm tripping. I'm dumb. As <laughs> I think he's going to be involved at the end of that match. Mm. Like, I think that's going to, that storyline is going to feed directly into his storyline with Brock. And I think his interference will probably also cost Bobby. And so Bobby will be then mad at both of them. Mm. And so then he'll be like, no, I need, you cost me something that I want what you have. And he'll like literally be like putting Adam Pierce in the hurt lock to get it, you know, type shit. And then that would be cool too. Cause then you can have, you know, promos with Heyman, VMVP, V Brock. And that'll be really fun. Mm. I, I, Shannon, I'm on a, the same uh, wavelength as you. The only thing I think is, is it won't be a triple H match, triple H, a triple threat match, but Bobby is going to come in still and like be there um, and try to like cost. Uh, I think he's going to try to cost Brock the, uh, uh, the championship, yeah. but he's going to mess up. Um, I think he's going to mess up in a way 
and like that's not really going to work and you're going to like think that like Brock is going to win but also at the same time I think someone from Roman's past is going to come and help him in a way that you didn't see coming or whatever Cody I don't Rose? think a stable is <laughs> yeah Yo. hey, if they got mox though if they got mox though i would pop if oh, absolutely Ambrose, if the Ambrose came out i would pop listen I would, I would that would be fire like that would be that a- that was my i had two names it was seth and him because the thing is is like if you have seth come out and help roman roman's gonna be confused now seth really lives in this nigga's head because then they like they've had a match he was trying to take the championship away from him, but then he come and he helped him keep the championship. Only so I can thinking, beat you type shit. Yeah, that's hard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, that's how I see it going down or whatever. I see Bobby getting involved and then Seth being like, nah, I'm taking that from Roman. That's my universal championship, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously, like, you know, once Seth get involved and Brock and Roman are there, there's so many fucking callbacks that you can do or whatever. So, yeah, that's going to go stupid. Hmm. I'm... I'm I'm curious if they would overbook the Roman Brock match that much. WWE is crazy enough to do that. But at the same time, I feel like they really want this series finale between the two to just be them. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be real interesting. I guess that's if you I don't think it's gonna be this series finale. I think the I think the last Brock Roman match will be something they called it that. Like it will be like yeah. this one last time Roman yeah. v Brock. Like it will be like that type of thing. Like I think. Especially because the way Brock is, like, on such a heater right now, like, with his promos and, like, just his character work he's doing right now, you, you, he's giving it enough juice. But, like, this match is truly nothing like any of their other matches. Like it, it's so different where you could have basically, like, a whole new series of, like, oh, now babyface Brock the Roman matches versus the other ones. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, I'd, I I would love to I would love to see it again in some in some way, shape or form. Um, I, I do think Brock's gonna end up beating Roman at, at, at Mania, and I've I've said for a while I want to see Psycho Roman Reigns without the title. Like I, I want to see him like beat beat up the Usos and like force them out of the family, or like the Usos end up turning on him because he's just like talking too crazy to them and beating them up and like him even getting crazy with Heyman. Cause I, I don't know. I just, part of me just doesn't feel like Brock and Heyman are, are done. Like it, I just don't feel like those two are done as a, as a duo. It's, it's, it's too, too many years invested. So we'll see. But uh, to get into our rewrite, we are talking WWE NXT once again, getting into war report territory. So for those unfamiliar, for those who just started watching years ago, NXT started in February 2010. It's been around for 12 years. Very crazy to, to say and think about. I remember when it first first started. It was uh, the new developmental territory because the FCW had disbanded. And they initially it was televised weekly as a elimination-based seasonal competition where r- rookies competed to be WWE superstars and they were assigned WWE pros as their mentors. And through um, through NXT, we were introduced to guys like Daniel Bryan, Wade Barrett, Heath Slater, Skip Sheffield, a.k.a. Ryback, David Otunga, Xavier Woods. Um, and when they abandoned the pro rookie uh, mentors thing, we then were introduced to guys like Big E, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Bianca Belair. Essentially, everyone who's important in WWE now 
has come up through through NXT aside from wait wait uh, Armand Armand WWE doesn't make stars though. what are you talking about oh like, how, right how I'm is sorry. that possible you're right yeah how is <laughs> that possible <sighs> that everyone in the company who's popping came out that's there's just no way you smoking Armand. that shit man what made you think they made stars there's no what way are you talking about I don't know I, I had a long day guys I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm, <laughs> I'm not I, I, I must be trying to get a job from WWE that's why it must be that's why I'm saying chill He's a shell. <laughs> this guy's a shell. But um, the, the original winners of NXT before it transitioned, uh, Wade Barrett won season one, Cabal won season two. Do y'all remember Cabal? No. <laughs> I thought you made that up. I was like, this not a person. Cabal? No, yeah. he made that up. He's trying to be funny. Uh, Caitlin won season three, and then Johnny Curtis, who I don't remember at all, uh, unless he goes by a new name in some other company. I don't remember. He won season four. Um, in 2002, they moved to Full Sail University, and they functioned a bit more similarly to SmackDown and Raw. They held their first pay-per-view NXT arrival in 2014. It was the first live, their first live wrestling event on the WWE Network. 2014 was also when they launched the TakeOver pay-per-view series. They expanded beyond just doing the takeovers in Florida in 2015 with the classic Barclays events. They went to New Orleans. They, they even went to London in, in the December of 2015. Uh, they became officially recognized as the third brand in September 2019, moving to a two-hour format and being shown again on television because they were on the WWE Network from like 2014 to 2019. Uh, they, they ended up joining USA. And they began a talent exchange with 205 Live, which brought the Cruiserweight title to into NXT as well. Some big moments they had, they had halftime heat, which occurred on the day of the Super Bowl in 2019. That was where we saw Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano take on Ricochet, uh, Velveteen Dream, and Aleister Black, which was a great match. If, if y'all haven't seen the halftime heat match, great match. Definitely check Incredible. Out. Incredible spot yeah. test. Yeah. Um, NXT competed directly with Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series 2019. Still one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Just so, so many great moments, so many great matches. And after Charlotte Flair won the 2020 Royal Rumble, she elected to face Rhea Ripley for the NXT title at WrestleMania 36, which then made the NXT world title an option for the Royal Rumble winners. They relaunched as NXT 2.0 in September of 2021 with a new set, logo, new faces, and they discontinued the takeover pay-per-views and some signature NXT events have included War Games, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and they've got more titles now, the NXT Tag Team Titles, the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, the North American title. They had the uh, Million Dollar Championship was, was around for a while. So they've really expanded into their own thing and obviously NXT take, uh, 2.0 has been extremely polarizing for the people. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I don't really get why, why you would hate it. Um, I think a lot of God, people are upset that their favorite wrestlers on the indies got released. And, you know, they're trying to make people with compelling characters who don't just do flips and hops and high spots, but they actually can talk on the mic and they're actually interesting beyond the 30 to 45 minute classics that they've had. But uh, yeah, so what we are discussing is if NXT 2.0, never happened and the black and gold continued how would the show look who would be on top how would you introduce the characters that are the prominent people now oh man i took this like so differently dog <laughs> i like i so what i took it was is that like so first and foremost i totally agree with you on nxt 2.0 only thing i don't like is that i have to call it nxt 2.0 like i feel like eventually i should just call it nxt like it's weird that i'm still calling it that but I took it as more so like not that I had to introduce 
the new people, it's like what other direction could they have taken the whole company instead, right. basically? Hey, bro, that's fine. You, you do, okay, do, it cool. like you do it. Do how you do All right, it. All right, sweet. All right, so um, for context, this is not what I would have liked to have happened. I want to make that very clear. This is not what I like to happen. This is what I just think was the is like the alternate like timeline, like in the like the multiverse where the tree branches off. This is what you other thing you could have had. So NXT 2.0, um, like you said, premiered in the late uh, fall of sorry 2021. Yeah, what? yeah 2021. So around that time, if you don't know, Ring of Honor well, it was around the, actually with the end of the year, but they announced in the wintertime that they were releasing all of their wrestlers. So I think what you could do is instead of going the basically athlete, like kind of WWE style route that they've taken, the other route you could have taken is just doubling down on like wrestling, Twitter, indie stuff. So I think what you do is so you basically have John Grisham, who I'm using as my avatar for Ring of Honor Wrestling. He's the current Ring of Honor world champion, quote unquote current. Um, And I think he is like, the most like WWE, like he has a character that I think you could translate very clearly into WWE. And he's also like unique enough where it's like, people wouldn't be like, Oh, that's just blank. It's like, okay, he's this new person. Who's like kind of interesting. Obviously he's black, which, you know, I'm a supporter of all black wrestlers. And he just like, I think could talk well enough and has a cool kind of like gimmick. Um, he comes over and um, this is after Ciampa wins the vacated, um, NXT champion after Samoa Joe um, drops the title. He comes over. So here's the story. So on August 22nd, 2021, uh, like I said, Samoa Joe vacates the NXT title due to injury. Um, there's later a four-way title match in September 14th of 2021. Uh, LA Knight, Tommaso Ciampa, Von Wagner, who I guess is still in the storyline because why not? Uh, and Pete Dunn are all in that match. I'm still having Champa win said match, but again, this is like that match was kind of like the beginning of NXT 2.0. This is just like a regular NXT episode. At the end of said episode, John Grisham comes out, attacks Tommaso Champa, who is our newly crowned NXT champion. Um, he basically goes into this promo of how like wrestling has become too gimmicky and too entertainment focused it's lost a lot of like the actual like heart of wrestling which is like part of his like real like wrestling gimmick is this whole pure wrestling thing and so he's like basically wrestling has become this entertainment for kids it's not about the sport it's not about the love of the game i'm here to bring that back i'm here to bring honor back to wrestling that's his whole thing honor back to wrestling and so him and tomas trump have this feud at nxt halloween havoc um gresham loses to champa uh but it's one of those situations where within the match uh, the referee gets knocked out. There's clearly an opportunity where Gresham could have won the match, but he does not. Ciampa then ends up getting the victory, so the feud continues. Still, there's this whole thing of, like, you know, Gresham being like, these wrestlers here aren't good enough. Like, they're not pure enough wrestlers. His matches are all very, like, fundamentally sound. Like, kind of like a young Kurt Angle wrestling machine type angle where it's like, no, I'm a wrestler. Like, I, yo, what y'all do is, like, some cute gimmicky stuff, but he's kind of, like, rolling through some of NXT, like, higher midweights. You know, your LA Knights of the world. Um, at that, like, who would you have? Bronson Reed, Santos Escobar, you know, that level of people. Then you get to NXT New Year's Evil. In this match, Grisham ends up actually defeating Ciampa um, as he's become the avatar for wrestling Twitter with help of the Honor Club, which now basically you have, you get to run back WWE's invasion angle instead of using Ring of Honor people and uh, WWE instead of, I mean, Ring of Honor and NXT instead of WWE, WCW. Um, 
I'm not super into Ring of Honor. I never pretend to be. Um, I only know what I see on YouTube and Twitter. But a couple of notable people I think they should bring over. Shane Taylor is someone I do follow a lot. I think he's everything. I love Shane Taylor. I wish WWE saw him right now. I think he's such a good, good talker. His gimmick is cool. He looks so different. Like he's, I love his moveset, all that. Uh, Roxy is a cool female wrestler I've seen before. Like I said, Jonathan Griscom. There's people like the Briscoes, Bandito, who are real popular. Um, one thing I think that would be really dope, though, is some of the gimmicks that Ring of Honor has. First, they have like a pay-per-view called Final Battle, which I think is fire. Um, so I think if you had NXT Final Battle, it's just a cool name. Um, and then also they have the TV title, which I think would be dope. Like, I think one thing NXT could lean more into is having more stuff on television. Like, one thing AEW does consistently that is better than WWE is a lot of important stuff happens on free TV. And I think that NXT can be WWE's place for that. So if you have like a TV title, you just have more opportunities for title changes and big moments on regular tele- free television, which I think is something that WWE does need. Also, they have like the pure wrestling title, which like you might want to change that. But I think that's kind of a cool thing, too, of being like there's this specific way of wrestling that you can win this title. Like, I think the issue with like something like a cruiser way is that it's like too dependent on like the physical stature which is like, isn't cool to see just small people. But if it's like, no, only people who can do blank can win this, that makes it more like, oh, it's just like an old school wrestling type thing. Um, so that's another thing I would have done too with NXT is bring in more titles, bring in more like sports competition too, where they're like different types of ways to win. Um, and like I said, have run your whole invasion angle. Um, so that's what I would do with basically my Ring of Honor 2.0, and I'm calling it. Invasion angle. I like that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's been long enough. The kids don't remember it. They don't know. And it's just and it's like it's always cool seeing like new people just be like, no, we're taking over. Like it's mm-hmm. always cool. You like from Becky Lynch to you know NXT is it's all in DX, it's always cool. The big group shots of people walking into the arena. It's always a good way to introduce new people. It's a, you just have easy ways to start up new feuds. You know, you can just always throw different people into matches, new pairings and stuff. I just think it's it's a dope angle. And like, again, NXT is, while it's obviously an equal brand, it's the place where you can try out stuff like that. Like you can have an invasion, see how it works, see what sticks, you know? You're not super committed to putting them on Fox every week, you know? These people aren't out there with Titus Young, you know, at the Super Bowl. This is a bit lower stakes. So I think, yeah, run the NXT angle, make it cool. Again, put big like stuff that. on free TV. That's a big thing, like a big push, I think, that they should have. Okay. I like that. CC, what you got for us? <clears throat> Quick question for uh everyone who's listening. Do you um do you love wrestling? Was wrestling one of those places where, you know, from the time you were younger to to maybe even now, um, you could find solace and, and peace and kind of like a home and somewhere where you can really just, you know, be yourself, you know, in a world where, you know, you might be alone. You have a world where you have millions of, of comrades and people that, that you can talk about your favorite things with and, and enjoy things with. Is wrestling that for you? Because if it is, I'm about to fucking ruin it. <clears throat> Welcome <laughs> to NXT. First, right off the bat, Sean Michaels, uh, Super Cakes Triple H, Shawn Michaels now runs NXT. 
Like he oh also super gosh. kicks William Regal. William Regal is out of a job. Shawn Michaels is there. Of course, William Regal is like still working at WWE, but like on the face, on the front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shawn for show Michaels. purposes. Right, Shawn right. Michaels is running and shit. And if you've ever watched Shawn Michaels run shit before, you know shit can get pretty crazy. Always in so, for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> off so the crazy. bat, Austin Theory is sending Adam Cole to AEW. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh the blue chip is here. Goodbye. Uh, boom, Santos and Theory go on to put on a three-part classic. What? Santos ends up getting the championship at some point, but it's not at, it's not during the classic. I'll let you guys know when that comes. Pete Dunne and Bronson Reed form a heel tag team and dominate with the titles. Then they end up losing to Roddy and Swerve. What the hell is going on here? Oh, I know what's going on. Leon Ruff becomes a North American champion by defeating Braun Breaker. He goes heel to win and becomes one of NXT's greatest heel characters. You have never seen no shit like this in your life. LA Knight is a tweener, and he's on Raw and NXT for like six months, and then he just goes to SmackDown. LA Knight is fucking LA Knight. Get over it. Timothy Thatcher, Champa, Champa, Escobar, and Austin Theory, they put on a classic Fatal 4-Way. And guess, remember when I talked about who was going to win that uh, championship? Wrong. Timothy Thatcher steals the NXT championship. Whoa, didn't see that coming. Uh-oh. And next thing we know, you know, some people, when it's cold out, they like to put on jackets. But fuck jackets. Kushido says fuck jackets time, jacket time. He recruits Odyssey oh, Jones to be his no. muscle. He forms a clique in NXT. Io Shirai is on that shit. Cameron Grimes is in that motherfucker. Grimes ends up be- betraying the clique, and then he goes to the moon. And then Candice, Candice, <laughs> Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai have a feud over the title, but then Mandy comes back and then steals it, only for Wendy Chu to get an opportunity at the title. And because of an interruption from Candice, from Caden Carter, uh, Wendy wins. Wendy then forms a stable with Caden and Casey, and they become the female NWO of NXT. You did not see that shit coming, did you? And then last but not least, Raquel Gonzalez wins the North American Championship in a squash match against Leo Leon Ruff. <laughs> this is what happens when you play WWE SmackDown versus Raw, <laughs> and you make a pay-per-view and just put it on random. Like, this, <laughs> just suffer. Wow. So, so here's the reasoning behind my rewrite is I, I looked at this this um this premise or whatever and I thought about it and I was like, wait, if you do that or whatever, I was gonna go the same route as you, Chan, and I was gonna logically put some like, yeah, this person would probably go here or whatever. Then I remember what fucking show this was, and I was like, nah, how about we actually have some real shit happen? Some real crazy shit. Wow. That's insane. no explanation. But I do think it would be cool seeing Sean more on TV. Like if that this was what kind, I'm like if that was kind of like a thing of Sean just being like like if that's how you get from NXT 2.0 to back to NXT being like okay like this was fun but like now I'm here like I'm gonna see who the real wrestlers are who's really here to compete and like that's the little promo he kicks off you don't have to change the set or anything but I do think Sean because like without Triple H it does you do kind of miss Triple H being there being like. Oh, like this is his thing. So Sean, I think I was that. But the thing is, Sean can't talk as well. Sean be saying some kind of wild shit sometimes. Mm. Wow, I'm 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 overwhelmed by all that. Like theory, <laughs> Raquel squashing Leon Ruff, Pete Dunn, Bronson Reed team sounds pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie, that's, that sounds hard. I'm not I'm not going front. Mm-hmm. That, that just sounds pretty mm-hmm. hard. They do have similar gear. Like they wear like maroon. Yeah, singlets. Yeah, like the, it, in a very weird, twisted way, that shit would work. It, it, it would the, really work, especially with like Pete, singlet stable. Pete as as the lead, telling Bronson what to do, like sicking Bronson on people. Wow. Yeah, New Zealand, like Britain. Wow. Yeah, I they got it. ties. Birmingham. 
I'm uh, I'm a little overwhelmed by that, but I'm I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna try to regroup and give you my rewrite. So, in my rewrite, Triple H is still at the helm of NXT. It's still the black and gold. And uh, if y'all remember, before it moved to Tuesdays, we were engaged in something called the Wednesday Night Wars. Oh my god! NXT and AEW. Now. There were some moments, you know, AEW guys like to throw little shots in their promos. Uh, Cody Rhodes, one of their first pay-per-views, destroyed a throne with a sledgehammer, stuff like that. So after two years of just little jabs and shots and AEW thinking that they're winning the ratings war because they have the demographic, Triple H comes out to open NXT one night. And he says, look, I'm tired of y'all talking shit. You shouldn't have been talking shit. So... If, if y'all want this Wednesday night war to really be a war, y'all can come see us. Like, what's up? The next week, there's a main event championship match between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. And just as Finn Balor is about to win the match, some former NXT guys who are currently in AEW come and jump both of them. So that's Aleister Black. That's Andrade. That's uh, Pac is there. They, they, they even send Miro over. Oh, they, you mean AEW dark guys? Gotcha. Right. Yeah, sorry. Like, yes. ah, yeah. 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 AEW oh, dark guys. But like, wow. but but Tony and Cody specifically send the former WWE guys to do it to really Smart. get under Triple H's skin because Triple H built these guys. He coddled them. He really loved them. So like, even Tri- Triple H comes out tries to help. Like throws his suit jacket off. He he manages to get a, a pedigree off on on Andrade, but he nice. turns around. He turns around to a black mask. <laughs> so Triple H. You know, the, the, the week after that, he's like, all right, so yeah, yeah, got us. That's cool. We, we have a pay-per-view coming up called, 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 hold up. We have a pay-per-view coming up called War Games. So I, I want y'all to send some guys over there. We're going to have some inter-company matches. So uh, there, there's a match set up between the, the former guys that came over and, and the Undisputed Era. So Andrade, Alistair, Miro, and Pac versus Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era still together. Um, there is uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, whatever their names are. The Good still, Brothers. Yeah, the, the, the Good Brothers come over. They, they have a match with uh, Creed Brothers are, are, are there at this point. Like the, Malcolm Bivens is, is managing them. Creed Brothers are there. Um, yeah. There's just a bunch of different different uh, intercompany matches. Some really fun fantasy matchups, like even um, Raquel Gonzalez versus Britt Baker, uh, Jade versus um, who's Jade? Who Bianca. Uh, but, but, but Bianca's on the main roster, so I'm I'm, I'm trying to keep it people who are oh, on NXT. Oh, um, yeah. she can face Io Shirai. Sure, yeah, sure. Jade versus Io. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff happening. Yeah. Now, the 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 big moment comes in the War Games match because. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks come out during the War Games match to try and try and help their guys. So, so some NXT guys come out. Finn Balor comes out to help. Uh, Champa and Gargano are, are sent up to the main roster at this point. It's like, yo, yeah, 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 y'all been down here enough, so go up. <laughs> like Finn Balor comes out. La Knight comes out. A bunch of guys come out to help NXT. The whole War Games match just just devolves. It, it's craziness. The Undisputed Era turns on NXT. And joins oh, shit. Kenny Omega and the, the, the Young Bucks. So Elite. it's madness. It's madness. AEW has the upper hand right now. Somehow AJ Styles is at the pay-per-view. He comes out. 
to try and help his guys. The Good Brothers come out. They end up turning on AEW, joining AJ Styles. So things are a, a little more even at this point. But it's this it's this all-out war. Like, everyone's going at it. Triple H comes out. Cody comes out. Triple H and Cody get it shaken. And they're like, and it's just madness. Like, bodies laid out everywhere. So over the next couple of months that they keep having some intercompany matches, Triple H and Cody are doing promos against one another. And they decide at the upcoming WrestleMania, we're inviting you AEW guys. Cody, Cody and Triple H have a match. The, uh, the, the Undisputed Era who are now in AEW have a match uh, against uh, some new guys that came into AEW, to NXT. Uh, by this time, Carmelo Hayes is there. Braun Breaker is there. Grayson Waller is there. And they, they just have a whole, they make a whole pay-per-view out of it. Like, like war games went crazy. War games were supposed to be crazy. And then people turned on one another. So at WrestleMania, they, the, uh, NXT and AEW have a couple slots. NXT ends up winning it, of course. And AEW has to go back to the corner and, and figure things out. And Cody's like, man, like, I really had a lot of faith in y'all. You guys let me down. So I'm, I'm going to have to leave the company. And Mox is like, yeah, me too. So Mox leaves. Jericho leaves <laughs> and AEW is left to just figure it out. Tony Khan is sitting in his room ca- ca- counting his money and trying to book matches, but he don't, he don't got much good talent left because no one cares about Adam Cole anymore. Kyle O'Reilly's mid Bob, Bobby fish is hurt all the time. Uh, Roderick strong is Rod- Roderick's cool. The, the thing of fake things out with Roderick. Um, but I also think that there's some big money matches that you could have within that, like uh, Odyssey Jones versus powerhouse Hobbs. CM Punk comes back. So you have CM Punk versus Pete Dunne. You have CM Punk versus um, freaking um, uh, Knight. Uh, LA Knight. LA Knight. CM Punk versus LA Knight. And I see Hangman Page wrestle too. Yeah, so but that. right. And essentially at the core of this, it's AEW's t- um, NXT is tired of all the shit talk. They're tired of AEW thinking that they can compete. They don't care about the demo. They care about putting on good wrestling. You got a bunch of indie guys over there. We got indie guys over here. So let's put up or shut up. And we get some really fun pay-per-views out of that. So, yeah. It, it's, it's only the thing most, you for, Go ahead. Only thing you for guys that Tony Khan is definitely booking himself into something. Probably. <laughs> probably. Like, probably imagine getting Shane, but that's definitely happening. If there's a WrestleMania where oh. people are participating – He's definitely wrestling someone and probably Shane McMahon, if not Vince, honestly. Shane gonna beat that nigga ass. Yeah, Shane's really big. Shane's way bigger than Tony Khan. <laughs> Bro. That'll be a good tight team match. Should Triple H and Shane versus Cody and Tony Khan? That would be good. That'd be good. I like your idea. <laughs> you know what the funny thing about your idea is? Is on top of everything, WWE comes out looking like uh, they they win um, even before they win. They win because everything's happening on their everything's show. Everything's happening on their I was, I was yeah. thinking that. So I was like, nothing's happening on any AEW stuff. It's all on like WWE properties. <laughs> I was like, they're getting no, like, what what benefit is AEW giving us? Like, they're not, no one's coming to AEW. This, and yeah. it's funny because when I thought about that, I'm like, why would they let that happen? And I thought about who they are and I'm like, nah, they would let that happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Impact let that happen. So, like, yeah. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody going to know all out no, no, ain't no double or nothing uh, no, you, you gotta come to our turf it's an away game for you so yeah yeah. I, th- I think you just lean lean into the whole Wednesday Night Wars competition because the AEW stands would love to see that um, I think the WWE and NXT stands would love to just shut them up like 
for for good, like for once and for all. So yeah, you just you just get it popping. There's a lot of you know even if AEW is a little mid to to me, like there's there's a lot of fun matches and fun storylines you create out of that, and, and friendships that you could play off of. So yeah, that's my that's my rewrite now. 